This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I should have said it yesterday. I knew it. This guy, uh, Danilo Calvacante, the escaped murderer who stabbed his girlfriend 38 times in front of her children, who crab walked up a wall to escape a prison two weeks ago. They got him. They got him. He's alive. Unfortunately, he's well. He looks healthy. Um, but I was going to mention this. I said, I was going to predict, I'll bet he's an Eagles fan. I just had a feeling, you know, Eagles fans, as I've explained many times, are the lowest form of life. In the whole world of sports, there's no one uh, lower, no one more disgusting than an Eagles fan. They're vicious. They're vile. They're disgusting people. And uh, he just represents the uh, the, the greater uh, crowd of uh, Eagles fans. If you've been to an Eagles game, if you've been to a Super Bowl, and I have, where Eagles fans congregate, this is what most of them are like. You know, they're dirty, they're disgusting people. And uh, they caught him. He, uh, we don't have all the details. Unfortunately, he, uh, there was one homeowner who shot at him, but apparently didn't hit him. And the uh, state police, the National Guard, the guys who are taking selfies with him, they, they cut the Eagle sweatshirt off his body after handcuffing him. So they ruined his, uh, his uh, nice Eagle sweatshirt, which I'm sure he paid a, a, good, a good amount of money for. But uh, they got the little guy. They're bringing him back. He's into custody. We'll, we'll never see or hear from him again. It was uh, an interesting chase. I think we don't have, uh, like, like I said, he's, he entered a home. 1.9 miles away from the prison, a guy named Ryan Drummond was just on uh, cable talk news talking about uh, he entered a home and the homeowner uh, came down the stairs when he heard a noise or whatever, turned the lights on and Cavalcante turned them off. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't freak you out a little bit. Mm. You got your wife, your kids upstairs in bed and you turn the lights on. He shuts them off. Uh, he didn't confront the guy. He took off. I said he took a uh, fruit and a hat. Um, he, the guy said he had just gone to the farmer's market and the guy took like some peaches, some plums, and then hit the road again and uh, survived in the same, I think within the perimeter for two weeks. So I'm sure he was just hiding out and, uh, you know, in some closet somewhere for much of the time. We don't know what he ate or what he, uh, where he went the bathroom, but we know he stole a 22 rifle. They don't know if it had ammo, if it had bullets. I guess that doesn't matter in some ways. You could still carjack someone or take a hostage with a rifle that doesn't have uh, any bullets, but it's over finally. I'm, I was getting kind of sick of it. It was getting kind of tedious and uh, they got him. Uh, I guess it was a mixed week for uh, Danilo Cavalcante. He got captured, but his Eagles won. His Eagles are one and zero. They had a tough game in New England. They pulled it out, so he's got that going for him. But uh, that will do it. We are done with Danilo Cavalcante, uh, who never should have been in this country. Of course, the mainstream media won't mention that he he entered the country illegally. Uh, he committed murder, we believe, back in Brazil <laughs> before escaping to this country. His mother helped uh, make an announcement that they blared from a helicopter telling him to turn himself in. But his sister, we think, was not cooperative and is now being deported. So she'll probably be gone for, I don't know, a week or two. She'll be sent back to Brazil. She'll make her way back to the States and she'll be living in a, a nice hotel 
where the National Guard will be offering her uh, turndown service and uh, fluffing her pillow. That's the National Guard's job, at least in Massachusetts. Now, the National Guard, if you're some young guy, can't afford to go to college, you, you know, you, you want to do something with your life, you join the National Guard, you think you will be dealing with, you know, natural uh, disasters and whatever. Maybe you'll be going off to war. It's always part of the deal. But no, you are now working in hotels, servicing, providing services for uh, illegal aliens, making sure, you know, their bed, their rooms are clean, their beds are made, making sure they get their three meals a day, culturally sensitive meals, making sure they uh, get free health care, free lawyers, making sure the kids get off to school, making sure they get to the uh, to the uh, doctor's office for their checkups, not their vaccines. They don't need vaccines if you're a legal alien. No, no, no. That's just for U.S. citizens. But uh, good luck to the National Guard as they do their duty and make sure all the illegal aliens get a mint on their pillow and turn down service every night. All right, we got this is just a wild day. A wild day. The chase is over. Enough. Enough. God, they just keep going to press conferences and interviews. They got him. We're done with him. Must be good for ratings or something because these cable channels, they just talk about this guy nonstop. He's done. He's in custody. Who cares? They said the dogs got him. The dogs found him. The bloodhounds. I like that. Good. Hopefully he was scared that it was going to be like a a vicious German shepherd that was going to rip his face off. But unfortunately, like I said, no injuries for a Danilo Cavalcante. All right, we got to get, man, we're going to get to this uh, John Fetterman appearance. The guy hasn't, we haven't seen him for months. Uh, we finally see him, and it was more bizarre than you could even imagine. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's agent reaching out to the Jets, and all we're going to say together, let's do this Ironhead, let's pray together. Please, God, if you could do one thing for us today, please let the Jeffs, Jets return the call, make a deal, bring him in, sign him, and let him play. I want to do that. I want this so badly. <laughs> it's like all the usual suspects, beginning with Jamel Hill, of course, saying time for them to call Kaepernick. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, Kaepernick stinks. Kaepernick hasn't played in seven years. Kaepernick was 3-16 and 16 in his last two seasons. He was beaten up by Blaine Gabbert. Uh, he's not a good quarterback. He's certainly not a good quarterback after taking seven years off, but it would be glorious to see him go out there and finally just embarrass himself one last time and shut these people up. Although that won't even shut him up. If he gets benched or if he gets cut, they'll just say it's uh, racist and it's uh, he's been blackballed and, and whatever. And the next time a quarterback gets hurt or there's a team in need of a QB, they will say, bring back Colin Kaepernick. We're going to award Keith Oldman the worst person in the world. And this time he's really earned it. I want to get into this, uh, to this Mel Tucker, Michigan State story, which is so bizarre. It's so incredible. The guy's going to get fired. He's got, he's got a $95 million contract. I believe he has $80 million left on it. He's going to lose all of that for having a, non-consensual phone sex. I got so many questions. Maybe you can answer them for me, uh, beginning with what is non-consensual phone sex? I'm not sure I understand. I got, I got all the details here. Maybe Ironhead will clear that. I've never had a consensual or non-consensual phone sex, so I'm kind of a novice in this area. I'm sure you can clear it up for me, Ironhead, but we have to start. We honestly have to start with the... Uh, 
the <laughs> the mainstream media, the corporate media's job now, beginning now, it's going to be 100%. They are going to be committed, devoted to this. They have to save their guy. Their guy is the corrupt, senile, bumbling, uh, stumbling, uh, bribe-taking, kid-sniffing criminal in the White House. That's their guy. They're going to circle the wagons. You think they've been in the tank to this point? Oh, you have not seen anything yet. As you know, Kevin McCarthy announced yesterday they were beginning an impeachment inquiry. It's about friggin' time. They're going to, this gives them more power. Um, They're going to subpoena more people. They're actually going to subpoena Hunter Biden, which begs the question, why haven't they done that already? (laughs) Why has he been not subpoenaed? Why was he not subpoenaed on day one? Um, uh, Hopefully they, uh, I think they should subpoena everybody in the Biden family, including Joe. They should subpoena the grandchildren who received money from China for what reason? We don't know. They should immediately subpoena Tony Bobolinsky, Victor Shokin. There's so many people they can talk to. The walls are closing in. The noose is tightening. Joe Biden will be impeached. See, we're going to pretend there's some mystery here, some suspense. There isn't. We know there's a mountain of evidence. We know that media will do their best to, to hold back the, this, this, just, this, this avalanche of evidence. But consider this, uh, Donald Trump got impeached twice for nothing, for nothing. The first impeachment was particularly laughable. Now that we look back, he asked Zelensky, he asked the Ukrainians to look into the corruption at Burisma involving the Bidens. A perfectly reasonable request, not only reasonable, required. Perfect phone call. His job, he had an obligation. If he knew we were sending foreign aid to this country, and some of it was being funneled to this corrupt company, he had an obligation to ask the Ukrainians to look into it, to do something about it. For that, he was impeached. The same people who impeached him are now saying this is frivolous. This Joe Biden, this is just political. It's a witch hunt. It's not what the American people want. There are, there's video out there. There's these, like montages of these, these hypocrites like Chuck Schumer and uh, Jamie Raskin and the rest of these scoundrels saying this is not what the taxpayers would. This is a joke. This is nothing. Um, I'm sorry. If there were, you know, if the, if the evidence were thin, if it weren't, if it weren't, there weren't much there, he would still be impeached because the Republicans have the House and that's the standard the Democrats set. So if they just pre- presented a fraction of the evidence they have, he'd be impeached. Now he'll be uh, acquitted in the Senate. But so what? They have an obligation to do this. This this man has committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Bribery is specifically mentioned in the Constitution. He's been accused of taking bribes. Of course you have to inquire into this. This is a necessary step. And I don't see how he could could get the votes in the House to not be impeached. He will be impeached. He should be impeached. It's only a matter of time. And I wonder how long can the mainstream media hold the perimeter here? They are going to be, it's going to be embarrassing. It already is embarrassing. I mean, you already have these media people, the AP, Associated Press, which used to be a news organization, tweeted out that the Republicans 
are going forward this without evidence. The Associated Press said without evidence. That's the new term. Actually, it's been altered a little. They've gone from no evidence to no hard evidence to no direct evidence because they know there's a mountain of evidence. They're going to try this. It's going to be jo- it's going to be a joke. They're going to keep saying no evidence. It's amazing that they can say this at this point. And I don't know, a month from now, two months from now, when the House Oversight Committee continues to uncover more and more evidence, I don't know how much longer they can keep it up. They will try because their job, first and foremost, is not reporting the news, is not analyzing the news. It is protecting the corrupt old fool in the White House. I just made a quick uh, quick list after I watched uh, Matt Gates with Abby Phillips on CNN, and she said, yeah, there's no evidence. <laughs> We'll get to that. Just quickly, this is off the top of my head in the last five minutes. Just, I mean, we've talked about all these things over the last few months, but uh, uh, 20 shell companies, everyone always asks, why do you need 20 shell companies? Uh, Three aliases, 5,400 emails using those aliases from a government server on a government email account he used three aliases, encrypted text messages. Why would you? I'll stop uh, ad-libbing uh, or uh, editorializing and just run down the list. Nine family members got money. The defense, by the way, that Joe Biden didn't get money is just a joke. Of course he didn't get money. He tried to keep uh, stay out of this have the money sent to his family members, including his grandchildren, and they kicked it back to him. We know that. There's a message on the laptop that says, Pops made him, made Hunter give him half his money. That's how these work. That's how criminal uh, operations work. Protect the big guy, send the money to everyone else, and they kick it back to you. Greg Kelly made this point on Newsmax. He said, it looks worse that Joe's the only one getting money. Then it's obvious that they're kicking it back to him to keep him out of it. Uh, IRS whistleblowers, FBI whistleblowers, Tony Bobolinsky, Devin Archer, Victor Shokin, Snapchat messages, including one that said, I'm sitting here with my father <laughs> uh, demanding money from the Chinese. Nine days later, they get millions from the Chinese. 170 suspicious activity reports from the banks. Um, 20 phone calls, according to Devin Archer, to business associates. Dinners in Washington, D.C. at Cafe Milano, including a dinner with the Russian oligarch, the Moscow mayor's wife. Shortly thereafter, she sends three and a half million to Hunter. She is kept off the sanctions list. She's the only Russian oligarch to be spared that. Uh, Hunter claiming he pays all the bills for Pops as well as sending him half his money. 10% for the big guy. Uh, Zolchevsky, the Burisma founder, claiming he paid $10 million in bribes to Hunter and Joe and saying he has it on tape. And of course, the big one, Joe Biden, who's just not smart enough to, uh, to lead a criminal syndicate went before the cameras and said he was withholding $1 billion until they fired Victor Shokin, the honest prosecutor who was looking into his son's corrupt company, boasting that he was uh, 
leveraging U.S. aid to protect his son's criminal enterprise at Burisma. That's just off the top of my head. I got nothing compared to James Comer, who has been working diligently for six months on this and presenting evidence every day. They are going to overwhelm this this family, this crime family with evidence. And it's going to be really, really hard for his uh, his representatives, his spokespeople, his defense, uh, his uh, in the mainstream media. It's going to be very hard for the New York Times and uh, the Washington Post and CNN. They'll do their best, but they are going to struggle with this before we get to some of the video. This was a tweet this morning from this person named Heidi Presboa. She's a ultimate swamp rat reporter from Politico, whose job it is, as always, is to defend Biden, attack Trump. That's why she's there. That's why Politico is it, exists. She writes, just in, breaking, White House issues memo to U.S. media leaders. Quote, it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. Impeachment is grave, rare, and historic. The Constitution requires treason, bribery, other crimes, and misdemeanors. Um, they are demanding that their loyal lickspittles in the media defend them and attack the Republicans. They sent a memo uh, essentially the marching orders to their loyal foot soldiers in the media. They're not even pretending anymore. This is just incredible. This is just shameless. Here's what you have to do and they will do it. You'll see, it'll be very transparent. It'll be very obvious. They'll say no evidence. They'll say it doesn't rhyme, rise to the level of uh, you know, impeachment is supposed to be rare after the last few years impeaching a president twice for nothing for nothing, they're going to say this isn't uh, grave enough. This doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. But I'm going to be enjoying this because it's going to, it's, it's impossible. There, it is impossible at this point. They will try, but again, not possible to protect this crook in the White House. It's, you're going to see, Washington Post had a column for this David Ignatius, another swamp creature, yesterday saying Biden should step down. Biden and Harris should step aside and let someone else run. He's too old. He's too feeble. He's too frail. I'm not sure they said that, but they uh, made it clear that they know he is a liability to their cause. They want a Democrat in the White House. They want you know socialists everywhere, and he's in the way now. But uh, let's get to this. Is just. One example, there will be a thousands in the next coming, in the coming days. You watch, it's going to be just uncomfortable watching these stooges, watching these shills try to defend a man they know is guilty. They know he's, he's a crook. It's not even complicated. As I've said, he, he could have gotten away with this if his son weren't a crackhead moron and didn't dump off the laptop and not pick it up. But that's Joe Biden's fault. He chose Hunter as his bagman, as his frontman, knowing Hunter was stupid and drug-addled. He knew that, and he sent him around the world as the frontman for this money-laundering, influence-peddling, bribe-taking operation. 
the, the idea, and this will be another take from the media, that he just wanted to keep his son close because he loved him. No, he wanted to keep his son close because his son was doing his bidding. That's how this operation worked. Joe Biden sat in the White House or occasionally in Ukraine and Hunter went out there and made the deals. It's pretty obvious. And maybe he'd have gotten away with it if not for the laptop. Maybe it would take a a little bit of time to, to catch up to him. But he's been caught. It's over. We have a criminal in the White House. It's not even it's not even questionable at this point. Although the media will question it. I'll give Matt Gates credit. He is great. He is fearless. He'll go on anywhere. He goes from Newsmax to Fox News to CNN last night and uh, deals with this uh, Biden uh, stooge, Abby Phillips, who says, hey, you have no evidence. And Gates is almost like, what? Uh, he doesn't really go off. I guess he was trying to be, uh, you know, civil, trying to be polite. But uh, let's listen. Go ahead evidence, though, I just have to say, I mean, we do have bank records, devices, laptops, travel records, changes in administration policy. Seems like pretty strong evidence not, to me. None of which links President Biden to Well, it was uh, Joe any, Biden on the phone. None of which he was li- calling into the meetings. Wait, Abby, Con- are you actually trying to tell your viewers that, that you don't believe that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business deals? It's not, it's, about, case. it's not about what I believe. It's about whether, whether there is evidence that President Biden is linked to the misdeeds that uh, might be linked to Hunter Biden. That's the issue, uh, but I want to get a, back. I, I do want to. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, come look, on. He was. He, wait, hold on. Can you just acknowledge that when it, he calls into the business no, 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 deals no, 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 that no. he's involved? This is when not, he calls into the to the dinners. Not about, you don't think that's involvement? This is, first of all, this is not about innuendo. It's not about what I believe. It's a question. Do you have evidence? If you had evidence that Joe Biden was linked to uh, Hunter Biden's business deals in a way that is illegal, we wouldn't be having this conversation you would probably have the votes for an impeachment inquiry, but you don't because of people like Ken Buck and people like Don Bacon and many others in your conference. Well, I see the evidence differently. I think that we need to, that's why we need to have the votes and have the debates and have the hearings. And again, they represent their constituents just like I represent mine, even in. We will see, yeah, you know, these idiot Republicans, these squishes like uh, Ken Buck, they, they will, they'll come around. You watch. I mean, they're obviously not paying close attention and they're afraid of people like Abby Phillips or the New York Times or um, Joe Scarborough attacking them. But you'll see, they'll have the votes. It will be, it'll be crystal clear. He just listed things, you know, bank records, phone calls, meetings. There's no evidence Joe Biden's linked to his business deals. He had dinner with the Russian oligarch and others at Cafe Milano. And then the, the oligarch sent three and a half million to Hunter. And then she was kept off the sanctions lists. That's not evidence, Abby. I mean, it's not what I believe. Of course, it's not what you believe because you believe Republicans are evil. Trump's evil. And Joe Biden is, is your guy. But you got to wake up. If you want to appear to have any, any professional dignity at all, if you want to preserve your reputation at all, get with the program, Abby. There is a mountain of evidence. There has never been more evidence. The, uh, Richard Nixon, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, any president who's resigned or been impeached, they've never had, there's been never been anything like this. You know, fortunately for them, they didn't have some drug-addled scumbag son dropping off his taking pictures of everything, recording everything, and then losing his laptop. But unfortunately for Joe, there has never been more evidence. There is a mountain of evidence, a tidal wave of evidence. 
And these people are just going to be clown themselves and say, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing connecting Joe. It is going, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to, uh, I am not going to get upset and get frustrated and, uh, <laughs> about this. I'm going to enjoy the efforts from these people. It's like, I told you before about when I, uh, it's like, it's like being a lawyer for someone, but being a lawyer for that Coburger in Idaho and talking about whatever, uh, I I don't know what defense are going to come up with, say that, uh, he just liked to drive around the house because he was trying to clear his head. He drove near the crime scene. He didn't stop in and kill anybody, but he, I mean, I don't know what their defense is going to be. As I've said many times, when I went to court and testified against the guy who robbed the gas station I worked at, uh, I thought I was, uh, I thought I wasn't doing a good job on the stand because I didn't know how many lights were in the light and how many bulbs were in the lights. And they said, when you start asking about the lights, you know, you've lost. When you start saying there's no evidence, you know, you are a shill, a stooge, a friggin' prostitute for the Biden administration and you be clown yourself. And that's what these people will do. They will be clown themselves every day, whatever it takes, the idea that they would actually do their jobs and cover the story objectively it's not going to happen. Uh, they, they, we've too, we're too far gone. Trump broke these people, and uh, this is this is just going to further break them, embarrass them. Um, the New York Times this morning, running cover for the Biden crime family, they write: Joe Biden has long followed Hunter's lead. Allies of the president criticized Mr. Biden's apparent inability to say no when Hunter sought to pull him into business dealings. That is unbelievable. They're going to go with that. He just felt bad for his drug-addled son. The kid was struggling. The kid (laughs) was struggling with addiction. The kid is 53 years old. The kid is an absolute scumbag who's ripped people off his whole life. The kid was being used by dad. Dad wasn't being pulled in by the kid. Dad was sending the kid around the world. Imagine you got a drug-addled son, you send him to China you know, for a week, or you send him to Ukraine or Romania where he's dealing with all these shady characters, late night dinners in Dubai. You think that's going to help him beat his addiction? Millions of dollars changing hands. You think when he gets a check for $10 million or $5 million, he's not immediately going to call his dealer and call some hookers and spend the next two weeks at the Hotel Marmont or whatever it's called in LA. Joe Biden, along with being a terrible person, a terrible president, is a terrible father. I think we're going to learn that too. That is coming. We're going to learn how he used his scumbag son. And uh, it worked. You know, they almost pulled it off, if not for that darn laptop, and not for the fact that the GOP took the House back. Those darn Republicans are going to tell the whole world about his schemes and his scams and expose this, this crook after 50 years in Washington. We're finally going to see the real Joe Biden, but all right, we got much more to get to. I want to get to this, this Kaepernick thing. Olbermann, we got to get to Olbermann, the worst person in the world. And of course, John Fetterman, you know, it's embarrassing to be from Massachusetts and send people like Liz Warren and Ed Markey to the Senate. It really is humiliating. It's worse to be from Pennsylvania. You people, you people from Pennsylvania, I mean, not only are you allowing killers to escape from prison, Eagles fans to escape from prison, but you send this 
just this vegetable to the Senate. We'll show you that. And, and we'll get to my questions about Mel Tucker, the, the coach, who's soon to be the former coach in, at Michigan State. We'll tell you about what, what crimes he committed, what, what he did to lose $80 million. It's incredible. But first. Excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of the night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC14T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity, with its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, let's do uh, Senator Vegetable first because uh, it's it's quick, yeah. but it's unbelievable. It's it's just it, it's such a such a statement about the country we live in. Senate, you know, it's, uh, Pennsylvania is a big state, There's like twelve million people, an important state, a swing state. And these and people in Pennsylvania, I know some Pennsylvania people, good friends in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. Are you not embarrassed, even if you didn't vote for him, embarrassed to live among people that voted for this lump of, lump of crap? It's just, I mean, even if he were, uh, you know, I don't know, smart, reasonable, he's a radical leftist, socialist, Bernie bro, never worked a day in his life. We went over the whole deal when he was running, but he's, his mind is gone. He had a stroke. He can't function. He wears shorts. He's, he's, he's brain dead. He's asked yesterday about the impeachment inquiry. And you'd think he would step up like the rest of the Democrats and shamelessly say, they got nothing, there's nothing here, no evidence, Joe Biden, political, whatever. Give the usual stock answer that the White House told him to give. But no, he had a whole different approach. Let's watch. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry, has said he's going to. Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. He's wearing gym shorts in the Senate halls. His handler, his aide, is all dressed. He's dressed like a, you know, he's supposed to be dressed, wearing a suit. He's embarrassed. He's grabbing him by the arm. And that big moron, it just walks away laughing. I mean, 
you're talking about impeaching the president, kind of a big deal. He's a senator. That that brain dead vegetable gets to vote on everything. Oh my God, really? <laughs> he gets to vote on whether we impeach the president. He gets to vote essentially that we declare war. He gets a vote. I mean, again, he's like Biden. You wouldn't trust that guy to walk your dog. Don't do it. Oh, just embarrassing. That is just embarrassing that that is a U.S. senator. That's, uh, I shouldn't say worse than Feinstein. Feinstein's gone. She's literally dead. He's just brain dead. What has this country come to where Fetterman and Feinstein and Biden and Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi's running for re-election, which should be 86 at the end of her, or 85 at the end of her next term. She's you know, worth hundreds of millions because she's been insider trading for decades and she just can't walk away. We need something. We need rules. We need term limits. We need something. This is embarrassing, even though that big moron's only 53 years old, but you know, we need cognitive tests to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this before we get to Kaepernick and, and uh, Keith Oldman. This is incredible. I'm going to do my best to tell you about this guy, this fella. It's, it's, to say it's bizarre is, is an understatement. Um, we haven't talked about the Ukraine war, war lately. You know, we talked about uh, Elon Musk not, wasn't willing to uh, start a, nuclear war by blowing up the Russian fleet in the, uh, uh, in Crimea. Uh, if the, if he allowed them to do it, you know, they would have responded with nukes. God bless Elon Musk. He said, no, anyway, and he's a bad guy now to Democrats and the media who are all in on world war three. Anyway, we keep sending money. We're over 110 billion to, to Ukraine, 700 bucks for Maui, 110 billion for Ukraine. Uh, it's never going to end. As we know, our president is compromised. There's more to this story. Maybe someday we'll find out why we were so committed to defending Ukraine. We don't defend this country. The southern border is wide open. Not that Donbass region. We'll defend that to the death. Anyway, there's a spokesman for the uh, Ukrainian military, an official spokesman. And you're saying, of course, all militaries have spokesmen. We got, you know, we had Kirby, Admiral Kirby. They got, they got... Uh, this fella. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's a transgender individual. He's an American. Yes, he's an American. Uh, His, uh, let me get, I'll get his, uh, his, uh, what do you call it? His uh, dead name? (laughs) I'll get you his dead name because, you know, that's important. I don't know where he's from, but I know he's an American. Uh, Michael Knowles has talked about, written about this. His name is Michael Cirillo. He changed it to Sarah Cirillo, moved to Ukraine, and now he's a spokesman for the Ukrainian military. If you thought that was crazy, he made a statement. This We'll play it. It's actually saying that the Ukrainians are going to hunt down Russian propagandists anywhere in the world and kill them. So <laughs> if you're a, uh, if you don't take Ukraine's side in the war and you're sitting wherever in Mongolia, you're saying, you know, I think Russia's good. They're going to hunt you down and kill you. According to Michael Sarah Cirillo. Let's listen to this lunatic. 
Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin <laughs> is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. Uh, if you believe in God, that, I think he probably hates you. <laughs> that is a real thing. I, I think, I think maybe we've all been spoofed, but uh, Michael Knowles has been talking about this for a few weeks and, and tweeting about it, and a few other people picked up on it. But wouldn't that be a kind of thing to cover if you're uh, in the mainstream media, working for the New York Times or NBC, and you're covering the war? Wouldn't you say, let's look into Sarah Cirillo, Michael Sarah Cirillo? Where's he from? Who is he? Why is he there? Uh, I'm sure if you dig, maybe you could find something about him. But uh, I, I first I heard of him was a couple of weeks ago. The first I heard from him was today. <laughs> he's a, he's going to track down those dogs that <laughs> spew Russian propaganda. Uh, he's if you're just listening, he's clean shaven now. He used to have a beard. He's got breasts. He's uh, got a wig, long blonde hair. He's uh, <laughs> Standing in front of the Ukrainian flag, sitting in front of the flag, officially uh, making a statement. I, maybe we're all being spoofed. Maybe this is all a joke. Maybe I'm being whatever. But this is out there, and I think he's uh, actually in Ukraine working for the Ukrainians. Proud, proud American working for the Ukrainians trying to escalate the war. Here we go. But uh, we've got more lunatics to get to. Let's get to Keith Oldman. Everybody knows he's a piece of garbage. Everybody knows he's an awful, terrible, rotten, insane, lonely man living alone. Lose, he's lost every job he's ever had. Immensely talented guy, but just living alone in New York, spewing his hate. We last we talked about him. He went after uh, Riley Gaines, said she was she sucked at swimming. One of the best female swimmers in the world. So she tied a six foot four inch well-endowed, well-built man named uh, Leah Thomas, but she sucks at swimming. According to Keith Oldman, this little butterball who doesn't even drive. He sits at home <laughs> with his cats and his dogs and tweets and does podcasts. But anyway, that was bad. She put him in a, she body bagged him. That was good. This to me, uh, normally I can laugh at Oldman, appreciate his insanity. I find him somewhat entertaining. I don't know why this just pisses me off. This uh, yeah. He, w he was happy Aaron Rodgers got hurt Monday night. Happy that Aaron Rodgers blew out his Achilles. Happy. Now, you can dislike Rodgers, root against him. You could hate the Jets. I mean, you could want the Jets to lose every game. But you're happy a guy tears his Achilles and misses the year? A guy who is one of the greatest players ever? A guy who's really, really entertaining to watch. I mean, I'm not rooting for the Jets. I don't care about the Jets, but I love watching Rodgers play. I love good quarterback play. I tuned in Monday to see Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers and thought Rodgers with the Jets was just going to be really you know, entertaining, worth my time. This piece of shit, Keith Oldman, the Jets tweet out, 
after uh, Rogers gets hurt, not the way any of us wanted this to go, but we know the commitment you've made to the team will continue to impact us moving forward. Not the way any of us wanted it to go. Pretty innocuous. Nobody wanted to go. Oldman tweets define any. He's happy. Rogers, and if that's not bad enough, that's bad. Being happy. This guy tore his Achilles. Happy. I mean, again, I've hated athletes before, and I didn't root for them to tear their Achilles or tear their ACL. Only sickos like Dan Lebetard and Mark Jones are happy when someone like uh, Nick Bosa tears his Achilles, I mean, tears his ACL because, you know, he supported Trump. So they were happy. That's the kind of people they are. This guy's happy Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers didn't take a useless vaccine. So he didn't take, get a shot, which he didn't need. He resisted because he's Aaron Rodgers and he had the leverage, so he didn't do it. And that, for that reason, he's happy. He's happy he tore his Achilles. And he, he took a beating on social media. Obviously, everybody was talking about it, talking about what a piece of garbage Keith Ullman is. He writes again, tweets again. He says, another hashtag Southern Liz Frank injury due to failure to vaccinate and then has a bunch of hypodermic needles on his tweet after they, some doctors claimed it was a Liz Frank foot injury. It was an Achilles, but he was joking about this. And it's not because he doesn't like the Jets or roots against Rogers uh, because he's in a different uniform. It's because Rogers didn't get vaccinated. For that reason, he wants him to have a career-ending, possibly a career-ending injury. You are one sick bastard, Keith Oldman. You really are. I mean, generally, like I said, I can laugh at him, mock him. I find him, you know, weirdly entertaining. That is some sick, dark shit right there, saying, glad he's, he blew out his Achilles. I'm glad. That's sick. That's sick. Anyway, I wouldn't even wish that on Colin Kaepernick, and I don't like Colin Ka- I would never wish that on Kaepernick. I want Kaepernick to play because I'm curious to see how he would play, and I really believe he will suck. And then if he really sucks and they cut him and wave him, then maybe we can done, be done by all the Kaepernick fans and the media, all everyone at ESPN just rooting for Kaepernick because, you know, he stands up against police brutality. He stands up for social justice. He doesn't actually say that. He hates cops. He thinks they're pigs. He thinks they're slave catchers. He doesn't like cops. He likes people that, that assault cops. He's a bad guy, in my opinion. I wouldn't root for him to tear his Achilles. I might root for him to lose, but I'm not going to root for him to blow out his ACL. That's real. That is really sick. Anyway, uh, Colin Kaepernick's agents actually reached out to the Jets, according to Bleacher Report. And uh, that's all his fans need, all the ESPN, all the stooges at ESPN that just love Kaepernick. Jamel Hill and others are going to be pushing this hard for two reasons. There's not much out there, as we went through yesterday. There really isn't. Uh, there's Carson Wentz and uh, uh, Matt Ryan's in the CBS booth. I don't think they're going to call him. Joe Flacco, he's played for the Jets before, but they have a whole new system. Not a lot out there. If they know, and they do, that Zach Wilson can't do it, if they know he's a physically gifted guy, young guy, but he doesn't have the brains or the command of the offense or whatever, if they know 
they have to find someone because they've invested a lot in this team and they've got a lot of talent around them. So they have to get a quarterback. And that that's all the media, the usual, that's all they need to know. They need a quarterback. So it must be Kaepernick because, you know, a guy who was three and 16 in those last two years, a guy who hasn't played in seven years makes all the sense in the world. So I'm rooting for it for him. And I'll say this, it's highly unlikely because the Jets, you know, they're not stupid. They built a good team. They know what they're doing. But there's a better chance of Kaepernick than Brady. Is there anything sillier than the media? And there's not many of them going off. I assume like all those ESPN shows that are on all day and I haven't watched any of them in years, but I assume they're all going all in on Brady. Brady, Brady, Brady. Brady is retired. Brady is happy. Brady has moved on. The idea that he would come back and play for the Jets he doesn't need the money. He knows at some point he's too old. At some point it would be embarrassing and he wouldn't want to take that risk. Now he has defied the odds before like no one has ever, but I think he knows he's not in game shape. He's got a lot going on, a lot on his plate. We saw him yesterday playing hoops with his son in New York. and He's going to be everywhere because he, he likes it. He likes the action. He has a lot of plans in retirement, took a year off before going into TV He's got a lot to do and he's not about to go back and play for the Jets. That would be shocking, more shocking than, uh, than seeing him sign Kaepernick, but uh, it's not going to stop, you know, ESPN or people, you know, skip Bayless types from saying, uh, Brady's the guy who we got yesterday. Who, who do we got saying uh, Brady's the guy? So we got uh, Mike Greenberg, who's like, this will never happen. We should stop. But here's how it should and why it should happen. Mike Mike Greenberg pretending that he's a big Jets fan. Go ahead. There's one other name we should just put to rest. I'm sorry. No problem. Everyone is talking about Tom Brady. I mean, immediately people started uh, tweeting Tom Brady all the time. And if Brady is watching that game, I mean, there was Tom Brady being celebrated by the Patriot fans. Boy, would that be hilarious if all of a sudden, (laughs) a week later, signed with the Jets three days later. uh, The only thing you would say is that if if Brady is watching that team, then he's got to be thinking, boy, and they're awfully good. I mean, they are just a quarterback away. They are built to be a team that just needs a veteran quarterback. I would put the chances of Tom Brady wanting to do that as close to zero as a number could possibly be without actually being zero. I suppose it's a phone call you have to make if you're the Jets. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this will never happen, but I think they should call him anyway. He's part owner of the Raiders. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but there were others. What, what, uh, what uh, is, this, what is, this is the most egregious. This is Shannon Sharp. Oh, good. Uh, leave it to Shannon Sharp to bring the bring the, you know, some intelligence to the argument here. Go ahead. But I will say this, Stephen A., with that being said, you know, you're lauding this defense. Did they go out and get a veteran? Because Wilson's not going to be the answer. For oh, them. man, I'm calling Tom Brady. Tom, seriously, I am going to put a call into Tom Brady. All these other guys, I understand that uh, uh, Wentz is available and Nick Foles is available and maybe you can get uh, uh, Matt Ryan to come up out of the booth with CBS. I'm calling Tom. Tom, seriously, we got 25 mil on the table for us. Mm-hmm. Or you, can you come give us something? Okay, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> 25 mil. He just signed a deal with Delta Airlines. That's probably for 25 mil. He can make 25 mil for getting out of bed. He's going to be a billionaire before he's through. You think he's going to come back and play? Well, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, I guess that's, I probably would. If I were on sports radio still, I'd probably be doing the same thing, saying, you know, give him a call, Tom. Do you want one more chance to go to the Super Bowl? 
Uh, sorry, not happening, but I am hoping that they caught Kaepernick is uh, younger than Brady. You know, he's faster. He's probably healthy. He hasn't taken a lot of hits lately. And clearly, oh. clearly they need a mobile quarterback. <laughs> Their yeah, offensive they don't have line a great stinks. offensive line. They got a great defense, man. They got some good skill position players. They got an opening there. If you're a quarterback, if you're, if you're Carson, if you're Matt Ryan and you're thinking, I, you know, still bitter that you lost the Super Bowl and wanted one more chance. This is a chance. So I wouldn't blame some quarterback for coming back and giving it a shot, but it ain't going to be Tom Brady. All right. We're sticking with football. Let's get to this Michigan State story because it is wild. And I have one big question for Ironhead. He's going to have to answer this. <laughs> what is non consensual phone sex? But first, excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, if you haven't paid attention, I didn't initially. I knew uh, Mel Tucker, the coach at uh, Michigan State, was in trouble. That's all I heard. And I got a friend who went to Michigan State. And he was like, first Larry Nasser, and now Mel Tucker. So I said, I guess I'll have to look into it. If you're comparing a guy to Larry Nasser, who's true evil, that's pretty bad. But uh, it looks like Mel Tucker, uh, head coach at uh, Michigan State, is going to be out. He's suspended without pay. He's got a $95 million contract. They stole him away from Colorado after one year. And he had, a, I think he went 11-2 and two one season. He started strong. He's, uh, you know, young guy, fairly young guy. Apparently, uh, they were wanted to make a big commitment to him. So it's like a 10-year, $95 million contract. He has $80 million left on it, and he can kiss it goodbye. In this day and age, uh, at this school, they will not, they cannot take this lightly. But uh, to sum it up, uh, there's a few stories out there. I read this uh, USA Today story. It is long and involved. It's an, It's a pretty long involved case, a lot of details here. But anyway, there's a woman named Brenda Tracy. She's a rape victim, was gang raped when she was 24 by a couple of college football players and a recruit. Uh, And she became a spokesman, kind of an advocate. And she would speak to groups. She makes big, good money doing this. Speak to groups about, uh, you know, these things, about sexual assault and, and, uh, uh, speaks to football teams. He invited in to speak to the Michigan State team, you know, warning uh, young men not to put themselves in these positions and know and tell them how serious it is and, you know, that kind of thing. She's an advocate. She's a spokesman. 
She travels around. So she's been to Michigan State. She became friends with Mel Tucker, the Michigan State coach. They became personal friends, phone friends. Um, They ended up speaking on the phone many, many times, at least 27 times on the phone and at least a half an hour each time. Now, uh, I heard uh, Matt Walsh say this, who who talked about this. He said, he hasn't talked to someone on the phone for half an hour since he was in high school. And I agree, (laughs) maybe not high school. It's been years so if, since I've talked to anybody for a half an hour. If I were traveling, talking to my wife, it might be 20 minutes, but a half an hour, 27 different times. What are they doing on these calls? Well, we find out what they were doing on one call. I believe it was in August of uh, last year, 1239 a.m. She was out in Oregon where she lives. He was in Florida playing in a golf tournament. They spoke to for 36 minutes. And uh, they, while they were talking, it's kind of a sensitive subject. Uh, Tracy remembers Tucker's voice getting deeper and weirder as he continued <laughs> to talk about her buttocks. She asked him what he was doing, and he said he had, quote, a hard penis and was touching himself. You're touching yourself, she said. Yes. In the interview, she became extremely tearful to the point of this is interviewing with the investigators. She began sobbing, describing a portion of the party's encounter. She, she could hear him masturbating, including, quote, every stroke. She could hear the noise of some kind of lubrication being used. It was loud and gross. She could hear moaning and groaning. She kind of froze in the moment. She thought to herself, oh, my God, this is happening. I can't stop it. It's going to happen whether I like it or not. She was trying to figure out what to do. It didn't occur to her that she could hang up. She kept thinking over and over again that she has to say something and that she can't let this happen again. Um, They didn't speak again for months and then it gets all complicated. He accuses her of telling people that his marriage was falling apart. He, she said, he told them that he wasn't even married really anymore. He's married. He has kids. He's doing this with another woman on the phone. This is so weird and so complicated. Normally, I always, almost always go with the victim, believe the victim. I don't believe all women, I don't, but I initially tend to believe the women. I believe Christy Blasey Ford the first couple of days until I realized she was a friggin' total liar and a phony and an actor. And I believe this woman, and I believe she was uncomfortable. And I believe what he did is creepy and wrong, and uh, you know he's probably going to lose his marriage but he's going to lose $80 million for doing that on the phone. (laughs) I guess he should lose it for being a dumbass and being so reckless and being so stupid, but I still need to know. I still need to want to hear it. Um, Ironhead. Why couldn't she hang up? Uh, She was frozen in fear. That's the excuse probably. Right. By the way, the story says they FaceTime many times. Why weren't they FaceTiming when they were doing this? Because it's too disgusting. You don't want to look up at the guy where he's just like, oh, you, uh, don't want, you don't want to see that. I mean, this is just going to be epic. He's going to, he's never going to recover. Obviously going to lose all that money. Probably lose his marriage. Probably lose everything. His reputation for this. It's weird. It's creepy, but he didn't touch her. It just seems like there should be a mid ground, middle ground. We has to get suspended, pays a fine, loses some money, apologizes to everyone and moves on but he's going to lose the job and all that money 
for doing that on the phone. I mean, again, he's a dumbass. He's not a good husband. He's not a good father, but he's apparently a good coach and he's just going to lose it all for doing that, for giving himself a grab on the phone with some woman that he was very close to apparently talking all the time for long stretches of time. And I mean, I don't want to blame the victim, but she couldn't hang up because she froze. I just made that up. I have no idea. That's what she said. She said she froze. Said she froze. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, good good luck to Mel Tucker recovering from this. And uh, I, you know, I guess I'll I'll never have to worry about this because I've never done that, and I don't think I ever will. Especially this day and age, where they had all their phone records and all the texts. And uh, they, well, they didn't. They deleted their text, but they had all the phone records and all the times they spoke on the phone and where they were when they spoke. A uh, lot of uh, not a good look for Mel Tucker. So he's probably out, and this university gets to save all that money. They couldn't fire him if he lost. If he went zero and twelve, they couldn't fire him without paying him. But because he gave himself a grab on the phone, they can. <laughs> the university's getting off easy here, but. Anyway, we'll leave it there. I'm going to go try to figure out what non-consensual phone sex is and why you would want to have it. But uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. But I'm going to go to bed. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.